You are listening to the 10 Minute Entrepreneur Podcast with host Sean Castrina. I'm excited about today's podcast. I have Bridget Smith with me today. She was a former talk show host, senior executive at Google, venture capitalist, the founder of Pitch Week, which is uh, for diverse female founders, pairing them with investors. Bridget, it's great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So how do you get into this entrepreneurial space when you're, you know, a talk show host working for Google? Like, when does it hit you that, all right, I want something different? You never stop dreaming. And you also dream bigger than what you can even imagine. Like all of the unknowns, it's okay to say yes to those things as long as it's in alignment with what you're good at. And I happen to be good at a lot of things. (laughs) I like somebody who's as cocky as I am. I feel the same way. I tell my friends the same thing. I, I listen to me. When the good Lord gave out gifts, He just threw me a plethora of them. Now, where yeah. I'm weak, I'm horribly weak. <laughs> and it's okay, even if you're not strong in an area, uh, figure it out. Yeah. Get better at it. Learn. Just don't do it in public. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I have a few things that I feel like I do okay and do really well, and stuff I don't do well. I thankfully hire other people to do those. So. <laughs> All right, you're you're a talk show host. You're working for Google. What 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 hits you to you know start this you know pitch week? You know what? So when I relocated, my family and I relocated from Wisconsin to California, Silicon Valley to be specific. Silicon Valley is a world and a planet all on its own. People uh, are very different there. Uh, Also, they're very rich. They're very wealthy. So when I landed in the planet of Google. And I'm surrounded by 20, 30-something-year-old people whose net worth is higher than mine at that point. Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure this thing out. I'm like, how did they get here? How did I get here? I knew how I got there. I worked really hard. But these are 20, 30-year-old people. They haven't had the same long journey as me. So let me pay attention. So I started listening to conversations. And in those conversations, before every meeting starts, there's always small talk. There's always water cooler talk. In those conversations, they're talking about venture capital. They're talking about uh, words and acronyms and, and, and taxonomy that I've never heard of before. So I started taking notes. When I started taking notes, I realized, wait a minute, when they say founder, they mean entrepreneur, right? When they say investor, they mean accredited investor. What is that? So I started to Google all these things, figured out I am accredited investor. You have to have a certain level of income. Boom, I fit that criteria. Uh, I'm in the land of tech startups. Let me figure this out. So once I started to pay attention, I realized I can do this. I just needed to know how. And also when I figured out how, I I then figured out that so many women who look like me, women of color, women who are LGBTQ, women who are diverse, they come from different backgrounds. They're not white men. They are grossly underfunded. What can I do to write a check to help those companies to scale and grow just like they should, just like they they have the ability to. They have the innovation, they have the technology, they have the team, they have all the wherewithal, they just don't have the funding. Then I figured out, well, if I just write one check, that's me as an individual. What if I brought all of the investors who look like me, who are hungry like me, who wanna support these founders like me, bring them all together? And that's where Founder Pitch Week came to be. Well, that's a, I mean, that's a bold vision, but you, it, and it, it fits, you know, gr- entrepreneurs and just successful people in general. 
because you can be successful in so many different fields and genres and all that. But they get something gets in our head. And we can't get it out. And we always start going, well, why? Well, why not me? Mm -hmm. or, or and listen to that intuition. That intuition is there for a reason. My intuition, I was up all night last night. I was on fire. I have so many things, so many wonderful projects in the oven. And I just couldn't sleep last night. I tossed, I turned, I got out of bed, started taking notes, turned on my laptop and just started working until I was got so tired I couldn't see straight. Then I went to sleep. All of those things that I curated in the middle of the night are now, uh, I'm going to implement. I'm going to follow through. I'm going to uh, send this email to this person and kind of unfold and, and discover what I was trying to uncover in the middle of the night, like share it with other people, see where it goes. All of those 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 signals, I believe, are gifts from God. They're they're messages. Everything that you see and experience is not a coincidence. So I, I truly believe that your destiny is already predetermined, but you must work to get there. You must. It's not going to be handed to you. I, nothing I've ever accomplished has been handed to me. Being a talk show host wasn't handed to me. I started off as an intern at ABC News, working the assignment desk, uh, not knowing how to interview people. I was in journalism school at the time. Uh, I was learning as I went along, and then I just kept saying yes to new opportunities that were scary, that other people said I couldn't do, that I wasn't sure if I could even do. I just kept saying yes. I stayed up in the middle of the night. I did research. Uh, I, I began to understand how to manage the teleprompter, how to direct, how to do the audio, how to do the um, uh, work the cameras at different angles, everything. I did that in the middle of the night. So when I got up in the morning and went to the studio, I actually tried what I just kind of manifested, what I just kind of learned through YouTube, uh, through reading, through books, et cetera. And then I got better and better as I went. That's how I became a talk show host. Yeah, I think, number one is I think people don't understand that in rare situations, does success ever happen easily, ever happen fast? I mean, it's, there's always, there's always this, I had to get, I had to learn this. I had to get better. I had to get more confident so I could get more, raise more money or do whatever it is. It was like, okay, I had this, but I needed that. But that okay, we got it. We 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 we. There's always something. I always find there's always something missing in the equation mm -hmm. that you have Usually to go it's make strategy. Sometimes yes. it's strategy. Yeah, you can have a lot of ideas and have no idea how to strategically move in a way that gets you to the next step, the next step, and the next, which then becomes something that tangible, then becomes something that you can perhaps monetize, then becomes you know, something that you can perhaps scale, then become something that you can have perhaps replicate and make it repeatable. Like it requires strategy. Everything I touch is strategic. And if it, if it is not aligned with all of the pieces to my puzzle, I don't do it. Yeah. I say yes a lot if it's in alignment and if I've got the bandwidth and if it makes good business sense. And if it's strategically uh, going to walk me and bring me closer to my higher purpose, my higher goal. If the answer to that that whole scenario, uh, the opportunity that that floods my email before this call started, before this call started, I received a fantastic email that I was like, okay, wait a minute, let me digest this. Let me digest this, Bridget. I'm going to do this podcast and I'm going to come back to this email and let it all sink in because the opportunities keep flooding uh, and 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 uh, showing up in your life when you say yes. 
but your yes has to be strategic. Your yes has to align with your higher purpose, your higher passion. Uh, and then things will, again, the opportunities don't stop. It's how much can you handle? That's where I am. How much can I handle? Right. In the middle of the night, I've got 20 ideas. I get up and I say, okay, out of these 20, how many actually make good business sense? How many are in alignment? How many uh, is, you know, if I were to move forward, where do they fit with the bigger puzzle? Is it a Q1? Is it a Q2? Is it a Q3? Is it a 2025? Uh, what's the runway? How much investment? All of these things in the middle of the night. These are things I think about. Yeah, well, I mean, and people that are successful, they, you said a key word, like we, we, we know our bandwidth. So I always say I could have a great idea, but, but sometimes it's not now. Mm -hmm. Like it's good. It's really good. It's a really good idea. And, you know, and I, Steve Jobs said that it's, it's how many things I had to say no to. Yes. Yes. I, I, I said to say yes to this one, I had to say no mm -hmm. to so many things. And, and again, like that's where I'm, I'm sure you guys, you, you got to be so helpful at, you mm -hmm. know, pitch week because you're right. I, I you know, when I, we, we've all seen Shark Tank at some point. It's not the fact that they give these people money. If you've ever looked, the investments are very minor in the, uh, uh, let me say, in the, jeez, uh, venture capital. It's not even mm -hmm. venture capital money, really. Mm -hmm. it, it's mm -hmm. it's play money in the mm -hmm. venture capital world with they're putting up 250000 bucks, 100000 I mean, nothing in mm -hmm. this. It's, be, it's the connections and the strategy. These people there, if you get them in their strike zone, each one of them tends to have a different area of, of, of you know, experience that they've been successful with. It's, they know all, they know how to dot all the, they know where all the, all the chess pieces need to move. That's like, right. As soon as they buy in, it's like, okay, we got to make this call. I got to connect you with this. It's, it's their ability to navigate the chessboard so fast is what makes them so valuable. So like what you were saying, I'm sure when somebody invests, you know, where you guys, you know, get behind someone, uh, you know, your ability to help them with their strategy has just got to be extraordinarily Absolutely. valuable. Always start with strategy. Uh, I, I talked to a founder uh, Monday, two days ago, and uh, her annual revenue was $14 million, and she's never raised a penny. Uh, she self-funded her and her husband. They're very, very successful. She now wants to scale and grow her company um, and potentially go public. So she asked me, she said, Bridget, here's what I need. Um, and I don't know that she was, had that much clarity, but we got there. We, you know, we talked it through and I said, okay, I think these are the areas I can provide support. Uh, one, you need a pitch deck. And she said, I think I have a pitch deck. I have a pitch deck. Um, and she's registered with the SEC. She said, go to this website. I looked at it. Let me tell you, it was 176 pages. I said, if you get in front of an investor, let's just talk this through. You get in front of an investor. I said, what exactly are you going to show them on your screen when you're doing a screen share? Show me what you're going to show them. And she's she paused. And I said, exactly. That 176-page document is not a pitch deck, my love. It's a document that the, it's called part of due diligence. No one's going to read 176 pages except you. I said, let me walk you through what a pitch deck includes. I walked her through it. And I said, these are the things from an investor's point of view, what you need to communicate to us. Not what you think you should share, not what you, you know, what somebody else told you to share, but from an investor's point of view, we're looking for these 12 things. And I walked her through it and I said, tell me your story. So she went on and on. I said, okay, my goodness, we need to shrink this down to a story that is relevant, that is brief, and that's interesting. 
and you need to do it in five to seven minutes. So let me just say, again, all of that is strategy. It's not about how successful she is. 14 million a year sounds really good, but she can't raise a nickel. She hasn't raised a nickel, right? It's always, it's been self-funded. She's just getting started now and she plan she's planning to raise a hundred million in a year. How is she going to do that? She needs investors who are strategically aligned, the word strategy, strategically aligned with what she's building. Investors who are strategically aligned to her vision. Investors who, who are warm introductions in my ecosystem that I can introduce her to. That is all strategy, my love. It has nothing to do with the money in the bank, you know, um, what you're wearing on your back, the vacation, none of that matters. What matters is your strategy and how are you going to move in the ecosystem to grow and scale and reach your ultimate destination. And when you get there, you must have a strategy to keep going even past that point. Yeah, no, I, I, again, yeah, I was going to say when you said 176 pages, I said, well, it's only 173 pages too long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. I don't, you know, there's only a few, I love it, your 12 point pitch tech. It's only a few things they really want to they really want to know because the people you're pitching, their first crack with them is they're going to be so impatient. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very. It's just you, you know there's bing, data bing, bing, bing. that shows. Yeah, there's just, data that shows that investors only spend, and this is I believe DocuSign, a, um, a study that they conducted, that when we as investors receive a pitch deck, um, if we open it, we might spend three to five minutes on average. This is a real study by DocuSign three to five minutes on average skimming through your document. And then that's just uh, uh, the first glance, right? Just taking a look, is this in alignment with their the investor thesis? Where, what's their traction? What's their projection for revenue? Um, who's their target market? What's their differentiation? All these things that we look for in three to five minutes. And, and that's, by the way, without the founder being on the phone. Like we do that just in our spare time, in between this and between that. And then if we're interested, we'll send you an email uh, and then ask for a call or et cetera. But if you don't get past that first three to five minute uh, initial review of your pitch deck, you're done. Oftentimes you do not get a second chance. I know I rarely look at a pitch deck twice. If I've seen it once, I'm not interested. If I'm not interested, I'm not interested. I'll move on. If I'm interested, boom, let's have a conversation. But in that conversation, you have to be able to talk me through your deck answer specific questions and you must be brief to the point and have so many other soft skills, technicals, all these things have to be well packaged in order for me to say, ha, huh, let's have another call. Ha, huh, let's do due diligence. Hmm, okay, now let me consider investment. And what do you think the biggest mistake people make when pitching for money? Oh, you said it in the question. They're focused on the money. They focus... It is, it, my number one pet peeve is that most founders are looking for a transaction. Instead of the relationship. I am not a transaction. Yeah. I am, I don't even get my money back as an investor for until the, the runway is five, seven to 10 years. That's number one. Return on investment takes five, seven to 10 years if that company is successful and hits their milestones, grow. Uh, generates revenue, et cetera, et cetera. They have to do all the things right to get to five, seven, 10 years to get to the point where they uh, become uh, either acquired, uh, they do have a public offering of some kind, or they have some kind of liquidity event. So what does that say? Five, seven to 10 years. That means it's almost like a marriage. How many marriages don't even get past the five, seven, 10 year mark? 
once an investor and a founder has a financial relationship, a an investor-founder relationship, it, it goes on for that period of time. So if you're looking for just a transaction, which means you want my wire details, and believe me, this happens almost daily, um, a founder will send you an email with their bank information in it and their pitch deck. Are you wow. nuts? That's like an assume. That's like, are you nuts? Yeah. So like... no, I immediately hit the delete button. So if you're looking for a transaction, that's the number one pitfall I would say that founders have is they're not looking at the long game and they're not looking at strategy. Yeah, no, yeah, it's so true. I have Bridget Smith, Bridget Smith with me here today. She's the founder of Pitch Week. What's the one piece of advice that you would give, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs, you know, that you, you meet them, you know, they're hungry. Maybe they don't even, you know, a lot of times they, they think they need investors, but they don't, but just a, just some, just a, your go-to entrepreneurial advice. Cause I know you must meet people all the time. They got a business idea. You know, we know they're like a dime a dozen, but what, what, what do you find to be your go-to entrepreneurial advice to people? First, 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 I go to so many conferences, speaker, uh, I'm on stage, I'm off stage, I'm in the audience, I'm networking like crazy all the time. As soon as a person says, I'm an investor, and they're talking to a founder, more often than not, the founder starts to vomit all over the investor. How do they do that? Oh, I'm building, blah, 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 blah. they just start spewing out everything about where they manufacture their product, who's on their team, uh, how much they have in, in you know, revenue generation or lack thereof. You know, they just start to talk. What, what's wrong with that? You don't even know my name. You don't even know my thesis, what, what sectors I invest in. You have no idea uh, what city I just came from or anything about my background. You have done nothing to cultivate a relationship. Again, that's a transactional mindset to walk up to someone. Have you ever, if you walk up to a, a, an attractive woman and you immediately ask her for her number and, and just kind of, I don't know, you're, you're so bold that you don't even get to, you don't even know her name. Yeah, you hand her a hotel key. You don't know her name. You, you don't invite her to dinner. You hand her a hotel yeah. key. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you're just, that's, that's, a, that's a huge yeah. turnoff, huge turnoff. And that's how it is when founders meet investors, many investors for the first time. I, I experience it personally almost every time I leave the house, every time I walk into a, a, a summit or some kind of conference, because we have name badges, uh, because you're on stage, you come off stage, people recognize you, they walk up to you and they just they introduce themselves and they immediately go into what they're building, how much they're raising, when they close, et cetera. And you have no idea, it, how, how, like, how can I possibly, um, how can I possibly take this conversation further when you've not even taken the moment to ask me about me. Yeah. You know the relationship. Everything's a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, that, that's my number one pet peeve in addition to what I, I mentioned a, a moment ago. But that's that's something that I think, um, and I, I try to help founders understand the no like, trust formula. Uh, you must, uh, investors must, must get to know you. They must uh, begin to like you. And then once they trust you, then there's that's where the financial situation happens on the backside. It doesn't happen as soon as you meet somebody for the first time that they just met you for the first time. They're not going to do it. Most investors don't write a check the first time they meet you. It's just it's just not very likely. It's not very likely. Well, one thing I wanted to share was crazy. Yeah. So I was at church on Sunday 
and uh, and I'm here in my my hometown of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And so I'm in church on Sunday. I'm, I'm enjoying myself, and people are like, "Oh my God, you're you know so happy to see me." I'm happy to see them. And they and when it, when I try to explain to people what I do, um, I have to keep it super short because they they just you know it's not it's not a common conversation to talk about. I invest in companies who are founded. The companies are founded by diverse women, and I match them with investors. And it's that's a lot to say. So one of my um, my family members in church, she said, oh, I know. She said, you're the shark tank for black women. <laughs> I love that. I was going to say, I, I mean, it really gets straight to the point. Yeah. She said, you're the shark tank for black women. And then I, I said, you know what? I'm going to use that. And then other people like industry veterans who are also investors. Um, the first when I first came out uh to, to help other investors, to train them. And it really wasn't a training per se. It was me sharing my journey on how I got from zero in terms of knowledge about investing, venture capital. I didn't know anything. And when I landed in California in 2021, fast forward to May, 2023, in that short period of time, I had invested in over 150 startups and counting. Okay, let that marinate. Very short runway very short period of time. I wrote many, many, many checks. I figured it out. I, uh, I began to understand how this game is played, how chess is, uh, how this chess game operates. And then I began to figure out where my deal flow is, how to find founders. Um, and then what I noticed is that other female investors weren't, um, they needed some help just like I did in the very beginning and they didn't know where to go. So I put together this small PowerPoint presentation. I said, let me just share my information that first training, over 200 women showed up. And I was just sharing my journey. I said, this is how I went from TV to Google executive to investor. Let me walk you through it. Here's what I've learned. Here are the pitfalls. Here are the red flags. Here's what you should know. And then it went, it went up from there. And so now I've trained over 4,000 women on how to invest in other women-led companies. Over 4,000. So... When that was when that whole journey was in in flight, like when you're in the moment, you're just doing the work and you don't realize the impact you're having. Industry and, and industry insiders started calling me the Oprah of investing. I was like, aha, I love that too. I was gonna say you <laughs> like really can't go wrong with <laughs> either one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just recently, I hired uh, two different firms to help me scale and grow my business, and we were trying to come up with taglines because. Founder Pitch Week is 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 this phenomenon now, and uh, I'm actually about to roll out the 2024 cohort, and uh, we have hundreds and hundreds of applications of women from all over the United States who want to be a part of this cohort so that we can match them with investors and help them scale and grow their companies. And so we're trying to come up with taglines, and, and I don't know that we're going to use this one, but I thought it was genius. She said, you're the Y Combinator for women. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that this is... This this little this lane that I've stumbled upon is is just so necessary and needed in a climate where women entrepreneurs are grossly underfunded. We receive black women receive less than one percent of all venture capital uh, that is you know deployed throughout the entire year. If you're a woman, any woman, it's less than two percent. And we're talking in the trillion dollars that's being deployed. And most of that deployment goes to white men. So I'm in a space that is hot. 
that is, and I'm not doing this because it's trendy. I'm doing it because I, this is in alignment with my purpose and my passion. It just happens to be, I'm an investor, happens to be, um, you know, I'm a three-time founder myself. So this is just happens to be my sweet spot. So I'm in a period of time in the world where women are looking to invest in other women and they're trying to figure it out. And then founders desperately need that capital. So I'm just bringing it all together and using all of the talents that I've curated in my years on the planet to, to bring it all together and help people on both sides of the aisle. No, it's absolutely, obviously a tremendous, tremendous need and just a great interview. I have Bridget Smith with me today. She's the founder of Pitch Week. Bridget, how can my audience connect with you? I am always on LinkedIn, my love. Bridget L. Smith with the butterfly, BridgetLSmith.com. And if you go to my LinkedIn page, everything you need to know is there. There is no, I am extremely transparent. I post all the time. We have a new YouTube channel that starts probably in the next few weeks. Um, a lot of excitement around that is in progress. So we're actually going to be demoing and marketing founder products to the world. Just think HSN QVC. Uh, but we're going to focus on products that are made by women founders. And uh, so we'll be showcasing, uh, we've got a new YouTube, channel, new YouTube channel that we'll be showcasing all of these fantastic products that, that founders have been shipping us left and right. So it's like Christmas over here every day. I'm getting product after product after product. So we've got this new channel. So anyway, I am everywhere on all social media platforms. Bridget L. Smith. All right. Audience, thank you so much for listening. Hope you learned something today. I'm sure you did. Uh, podcast is brought to you by Gig Strategic, the best digital marketing company for small businesses. Everything will be in the show notes so you'll know how to reach out to Bridget. Again, thank you for listening. We will talk again soon.